know that feeling, Rick, having them family sitting out there, buddy. Makes all the difference. I'm preaching. Ain't nobody there but my youngins. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a God's blessing. Brother Kenny, I told him to sing more than that. He don't mind, does he? Appreciate that good supper, ladies. I was mindful of a preacher that I know very apologetically at supper one night where they'd invited him before service, picking around his food, and he said, Ma'am, I'm sorry. He said, It ain't that food ain't good. He said, I just don't do very well in the pulpit if I eat a big meal. And so for that reason, I'm, I'm not eating a whole lot. The little grandson heard that, you know. They went on to church, and the preacher had been to the pulpit about 15 minutes, and that little old boy looked up and said, Grandma, he might as well went ahead and eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just went ahead and eat, Rick. <laughs> I mean, you pick up a few things over the years. <laughs> and uh, I hear people all the time, you know, get up and apologize over a sore throat and stuffed up nose and all of that. And, and not going to be able to sing, you know, too good tonight and preach too well. And what they're really saying. Now, I'm better than what you're going to hear tonight. <laughs> I'm really better than this. <clears throat> well, I got a lot wrong with you. I don't get no better, Rick. <laughs> Some of this stuff gets wrong with me, you know, and I think, boy, I get over this, I'm going to feel good, and then I happen to remember I don't get to feeling good no more these days. <laughs> I almost laughed a while ago, Kenny, I was thinking about it. I told Rick one time, you know, certain church, I said, I believe if I take Kenny with me, they'll have him back and get him acquainted in that area. And, you know, he'll catch on in a heartbeat. Well, that didn't work. As a matter of fact, they never did have me back. And <laughs> I had an adverse reaction on that deal. But you know what? I, uh, they some folks can't stand something that's real. <laughs> They've been hooked into this old phony stuff so long, that's all they want. Something real tear them up, man. <laughs> Rearing their playhouse, you know. Well, it's good to see some of you I hadn't seen for a year now. Appreciate being able to come back. I telling Rick, I remember preaching up where the fellowship hall is now. About half of that, you know, uh, for an auditorium. You know, Brother Carl Nelson, he came up and preached three nights, I believe, and I was going to preach three or four, and he stayed with me. And I remember changing over in them days, you know, uh, to newer type computers and 
them old ones, you know, they didn't have 10 megabyte hard drives in them. And everybody's giving them things away. Well, Rick had accumulated a bunch of them, and he loaded Carl down. <laughs> Carl said that old big car, he had the back seat full of monitors, up passenger seat full of keyboards and monitors, you know. <laughs> and uh, that's been a few days ago. Uh, old songwriter called that stuff precious memories. How they linger and ever flood my soul. Old Rick and Carl went with me to Jamaica. And we got some memories of that trip, ain't we, Rick? And uh, Well, I like what I'm feeling around here. Amen. If you've got a Bible tonight, <clears throat> and you care to follow in the Scripture, I'd like to go tonight to one of the most familiar parts of God's Word. About the time I think I've got to the bottom of something, God shows me something I missed a hundred miles. <laughs> I'm like a youngin' with a new toy. Old Rick is, I know it wasn't you, it was Kenny preaching back to me, being on hold back there a while ago, last year, you know when I found out the Bible said now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus I had me a shouting fit I ain't never heard nothing good said about Martha I named her Meatloaf Martha way back yonder she's always in the kitchen you know it was Mary at Jesus feet Lo and behold, I read that off the wall of my mind one evening. Now Jesus loved Martha. And what's her name? And Lazarus. And I had me a spell, buddy. Because I've got a whole lot of Martha in me. Uh -huh. How many times ought to be at Jesus' feet and I'm out working on an old car or old tractor or something. I got a whole lot of Martha in me. When I read, boy, Jesus loved Martha. I had me a good time with that, Kenny. I'd like to go 23rd Psalm tonight. Amen for running start. I ask you to stand reverence what wrote the book. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I don't know if you've ever noticed or not, but he opens up here talking about the shepherd until he comes to the valley. And then he starts talking to the shepherd. Uh, that'll put you to talking to him, won't it? 
the valley. <laughs> but it took me for years to pick up on that, and I began to see he's talking about him start with. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, thank you for your word. I pray, dear God, tonight somebody get lost and undone, hell bound, that this will be the night they get around this old altar and make a reservation for glory in Christ Jesus. Somebody with another need that they bring it to you, sir, and find help at thy hand. Now, dear God, if I'm to help these people, you'll have to help me. And I appreciate, dear God, what you're going to do for us. In these minutes ahead, in Jesus' name, I do humbly pray. Amen, and you can be seated. Over the years, I don't know how many messages God's laid on my heart out of this 23rd Psalm. A lot of people think it's just for funerals, and, and you know what, you aren't a graveside when we leave that body to rest. My soul. We'll never get to the bottom of it down here. The devil wants me and you to believe that we're surrounded by death and dying and hurt and sorrow and problems. All kinds of situations, you know, gives us trouble. That's, that's what the devil wants to think we've got all around us. Keep us down. No testimony for God. But boys, I began to consider the 23rd Psalm one day in that light. I went that very next Sunday, Kenny, and preached on the environment of the redeemed. You won't know your true surroundings <laughs> beneath me green baster, beside me still water, <laughs> with me the shepherd and his rod and staff. <laughs> before me a table in the presence a woman told me one time she said I believe preacher that's talking about the marriage supper I said uh uh no I'll not have any enemies there this one's in the presence of mine enemies <laughs> upon me the anointing oil <laughs> behind me goodness and mercy shall follow me I feel like holding the door sometimes till they get through. <laughs> Everywhere I go, they're on my trail. And as if that ain't good enough, beyond me, the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> you won't know, that's enough to <laughs> keep us a shouting, amen. We just consider our true environment as God's people. Yes, sir, and what we've really got around instead of what the devils are holding up all the time, you see, the hurt and the crying and the sorrow and the sickness, pain and suffering. No, sir, old David got it right, boy, and he tells us what we've really got around us this evening. I want to leave that for a minute, and I want to go to the fourth verse. Here in this 23rd Psalm, 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Uh-huh. I want to preach a little while tonight on why I can shout in the valley. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. This time tomorrow night, as far as I know, Rick, the lights will be out in this auditorium. There'll be no cars in the parking lot. The visitors will have gone home. Maybe a little cleaning up to do in the fellowship hall. But you've been on the mountain. Uh But if you ain't there already, you're headed for a valley. (laughs) You're going to have to come down. I found out Glory to God, I pick up some stuff on the mountain that'll help me through the valley. <clears throat> I hope to God you have this because the valley's coming. Yes, sir, just down the road, a few curves, you're going to hit the valley. I'd like to go to God's commentary on his own word tonight. <clears throat> Back in the book of Genesis, in the 22nd chapter, Abraham and Isaac's on that mountain. God gave Abraham a son when he's 100 year old, Rick, Sarah 90. And the Bible has said that they laughed. I preached one time in Upper Carter County on how Sarah laughed. And I had a preacher's wife come running. I have to say, she said, don't forget preacher Abraham life too. She didn't let me get by with just Sarah. They did both of them lifed. Uh, he is 100 and she is 90 and they lifed, but they named him Isaac. Uh, yes, sir. And boy, what a God's blessing that I've seen in this account in Genesis 22, Kenny. Thought about so many times, don't you know, they came with that old donkey and had that wood on that donkey. But there was a transferal of that wood. (laughs) Yes, sir, to Isaac up that mountain. And I preached on, look who carried the wood. All through the Old Testament, the beasts bore the burdens. The lambs died. The rams died. The turtles, the beasts bore the burden. But there at the base of that mountain, Abraham the father took the burden off the beast and put it on his boy. All through the Old Testament, the beast bore the burden. But 2,000 years ago on a hill called Calvary, the father took the burden off the beast and put it on his boy. And Jesus carried the wood. Hallelujah. Boy, Lord knows I'm feeling awful grateful tonight. Yes, sir. Now there came a day, you know the story of what happened, how God provided a realm and 
Abraham went so far as to raise a knife. He was going to kill him. But he believed God to the point that if he took his life, God raised him up. How do you know that, preacher? For the word of God said, old Abraham told him at the bottom of that mountain, he said, me and the lad's going up and me and the lad's are coming back. He believed God resurrect him, amen, if he took his life. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, God stayed his hand. Now, you talk about a mountaintop experience, Rick. <laughs> boy, that daddy and his boy had a time when God provided a name the place Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> the Lord that will provide is what it means. Huh? Yes, sir. And what a time they must have had. But when it's over, where are they headed? <laughs> Valley. <laughs> Waiting on them. God showed me something I hope you pick up tonight enough of that'll help you the next valley you find yourself in. Just try your best to forget about tomorrow and, and, and what you've got to do and, and hang in there with me just a few minutes and I'll be done. We'll go home. You can't convince me that old Isaac, as he went down that mountain toward the valley, He's got some kind of sad look on his face. I believe he had a time. If you could have seen him halfway down the mountain, I believe he was a having him a time, boy. <laughs> well, how could he do that, preacher? He's headed for the valley. I know it. But don't you reckon he might be remembering where he could have been if a lamb hadn't come by? Now the valley's bad, but hell's worse. I'm glad a lamb came by. <laughs> I sat there third pew back in the court, Baptist church, 10-year-old boy, lost and undone without God, but a lamb came by. <laughs> Thank God. Boy, I believe old Isaac's remembered where he would have been had not that lamb come by. <laughs> but boy, he's got something to rejoice over now. He ain't got too much time to be sad over heading for a valley for being excited over the fact the lamb got there. I'm persuaded in my heart that when God started Abraham and Isaac up one side of that mountain, he started that old ram up the other side. They had him right there, Johnny on the spot, buddy. The right time. Yes, sir. Preacher told me, Rick, he said one Sunday morning as a 22-year-old girl came into his church. Said she raised her hand and he recognized her and she said, Preacher, could I say something? He said, go ahead. She said, folks, I've driven over 500 miles to get here this morning. 
I'm 22 years old and I'm dying with AIDS. She said, I sat in this church as a 15-year-old girl convicted of my sin. And God wanted to save me and I walked out lost. She said, I've driven over 500 miles to come and sit here this morning and see if I can feel one more time what I felt that Sunday morning. She said, I've been as wicked as hell and sorry as the devil. She said, I had a, a little baby and said, I was so on drugs that it had all kinds of deformities and only lived two years and she said, I was so high on drugs, I, I didn't even go to funeral. She said, the man I was living with was so high on drugs, he didn't even go to funeral. She said, I've been as mean as a devil. She said, preacher, you think there's any hope for an old sinner girl like me? He said, sit down and listen. He preached about half an hour and give an invitation, Kenny. First one in the aisle was that old sinner girl. Got down around that old altar and prayed. Got up, lifted her hands toward heaven and said, Folks, I'm pleased to report there's still a fountain filled with blood. <laughs> Hallelujah. Boy, ain't you glad a lamb came by. Thank God. Think about where you'd have been if a lamb hadn't come by. Died in your place. Suffered for you. That man took your place and mine on Calvary's cross. I was preaching in Avery County, North Carolina. Came out there one night. Ain't even a country store country I was in. Came back to Spruce Pine. Two friends that followed me up there. We stopped at a pizza hut in Spruce Pine. Went in, ordered food. A pitcher of tea. And that young man filled that pitcher up twice for us. And he came after a while and he said, Sir, he said, did somebody pay your bill? I said, no, son. I don't even know anybody in here. Well, he said, ain't no need for you to go by the cash register. For he said, they ain't no record you owe anything. Huh? <laughs> there was a time on earth when in the book of heaven, an old account was standing of sins yet unforgiven. My name was at the top and many things below. Whoa, but thank God a lamb came by. That man with the silver of his tears and the gold of his blood, he paid my debt. Whoa, thank God don't have to go to hell no more, Kenny. Ain't you glad a lamb came by? Boy, I believe old Isaac's got that in his head as he starts for that valley. I sure am glad a lamb came by. <laughs> then don't you reckon halfway down that mountain he becomes aware of the fact he's headed for the valley all right. But he ain't traveling alone. 
He's got the Father with him. <laughs> Boom, plumb down that valley. Here he's got the company of his father. Little five-year-old boy in my area stood by his daddy one day, watched as they threw the dirt in on the coffin of his mama. He said, Daddy, do something. Mama's in that box. Do something, Daddy. That daddy gathered that little five-year-old boy, Rick, up in his arms, carried him to the house. The day wore on. The relatives left. Visitors had gone. Darkness fallen over the earth. Put the little boy to bed and got in bed with him. Turned the light out. In the darkness of that night, he felt that little five-year-old boy's hand on his face. He said, son, what are you doing? He said, it's awful dark, daddy. I was just being sure he was looking my way. I don't care how deep the valley or how dark the night. You can rest assured, bless God, he's looking your way. <laughs> There's a father in glory that'll be looking your way. I don't care how deep a valley you find yourself in. There's a father that'll be looking your way. You ain't traveling alone, thank God. You got the company of the Father with you. Boy, I believe old Isaac's shouting toward that valley, realizing, thank God, how wonderful a lamb came by. He's traveling with his father. And then listen, I believe he's remembering the valley ain't his final destination. He's headed home. <laughs> Glory to God, I'm here to tell you tonight, you just go ahead and shout over the fact uh, one of these days uh, you're going to get beyond the life's valley uh, and be home. Woo, hallelujah to God. And buddy, it's going to be good when we get home. Yeah. <laughs> what a God's blessing. <laughs> I'll make it through the life's valley, Kenny, one of these days. <laughs> Boy, I may, you know, I ain't too excited over a street of golden gates of pearl and the wall of jasper. I never did have enough of that stuff to hurt me or to get attached to it. <laughs> I tell you what excites me. It's the people that's going to be there. <laughs> that I'm excited over. I stood at the old home place after Mama died. Me and Karen stopped there one day. Looked back over the fields where me and Daddy used to work together. When I was a little old boy. Being older and stronger, of course, he'd finish his row. And then he'd hold back my row. 
And then we'd go and sit under an old persimmon tree out at the end of the tobacco patch and talk father and son. He said, go get us some water, boy. Mom would fix us a half gallon of ice water in an old mason fruit jar. I'd set it in the weeds out of the sun, you know. We'd drink that ice water and talk. I look back over them fields and the old persimmon trees been gone for years. Daddy's been in heaven since 1985. I look back over them fields and I said, Daddy, you finished your row and I'm coming to the end of mine. We'll sit pretty soon under the tree of life. <laughs> It ain't no wonder that old songwriter said, what a day that'll be. <laughs> All them loved ones and Jesus too. <laughs> Waiting. I don't know if you've noticed as I have. Boy, I've sat in some of these restaurants, you know. When I be on the road back yonder, you know, by myself, Rick. It didn't taste all that good. But boy, I'd get my family around with me. Them little old grand youngins, you know. Boy, what a difference. That food tastes a whole lot better, don't it? I'm telling you, it's the people are going to make heaven happen, boy. We see them on life's other side. I mentioned the name J. Harold Smith. About everybody in here know who I'm talking about. I heard him preach God's three deadlines in person before he died. I had a friend, Brother Jack Bratton, was the voice on Big Waggy Radio in Gaffney, South Carolina. 100,000 watt station reached the whole East Coast. Jack was the voice of Big Waggy. Jay Harrell talked him into leaving Big Waggy and be a co-evangelist. Drive for him, and then when Jay Harrell wasn't feeling like it to preach in his place. I heard old J. Harold tell. He said, I was 10 and she was 11. We fell in love in a one room country schoolhouse. I was 10, she was 11. Said I'd carry her books home of the evening. Said one, Day, the teacher said, Harold, you stay after school today and dust the erasers. He said, my heart sank. For I knew I couldn't carry her books that evening and walk her home. He said, she sat right behind me. Said, I felt something against my back and reached back and she'd wrote me a note. Said, when I read it, this is what he said. Don't worry, I'm going to walk real slow. <laughs> he said, I didn't hear that anymore for 70 years. I was 80 and she was 81. Said, I'd sat by her bedside in the hospital for two weeks and she was in a coma. Said one morning, she opened her eyes. Said, I reached through the bed rail and 
laid my hand on her hand and said when I did she reached over with her other hand and patted mine and said don't worry I'm going to walk real slow she didn't live long after that and the old man of God didn't live long after that and they said he died shouting I believe I know why because of what he saw in the distance, brother. I tell you, that's what's going to make heaven happen, man. Thank God. <laughs> Amen. I'd shout right through the valley knowing that ain't my final destination, really. <laughs> I'm headed home. <laughs> Child of God, you're headed home tonight. Thank God a lamb came by. <laughs> Did for me what no man couldn't do. <laughs> Another old song, Kenny, talks about when I thank him for what he has done. <laughs> well, it's going to be a great day, ain't it? We'll have to look back to the crucified one. My God, how he loved us. Most of you here as old as I am remember old Jack Benny. Who would have ever thought that Jack Benny was a very bashful person? He's a young man, he one of those love at first sight situations. He saw a young lady. But he didn't have enough nerve to speak to her. He'd already become famous. And he sent her a red rose with a note that said, To marry with love. Every morning, there'd be a knock on her door. Person from the floral shop with a red rose to marry with love. She did a little detective work and found out Jack Benny was the one sending those roses. So she went to him. She said, are you trying to tell me something? He said, I sure am. He, she said, are you trying to tell me you'd like to take me out on a date? He said, I sure am. Make a long story short. He was married 50 years. And for 50 years every morning, person from the floral shop with a rose to marry with love. Jack Benny died the day after the funeral there's a knock on the door ma'am from the floral shop red rose she said sir you don't understand I buried my husband yesterday he said no ma'am you don't understand he said Jack Benny made arrangements in his will that every day as long as you live you're to get a red rose with a note 
to marry with love. My God, what love. But that ain't a smidgen to how much God loves you. That's nothing compared to how Jesus loves you. I've learned a little bit over the years, but the greatest truth that I've ever learned all of my life, I learned at my mama's knee when she taught me Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Yes, sir. Now I'm telling you, church, we can shout through the deepest valley if we'll take time to remember where we could have been if a lamb hadn't come by. If we'll just take time to remember, we ain't traveling alone. They a father a looking my way tonight. They a father a looking your way this evening. Bless you, preacher. And thank God that valley ain't your final destination. <laughs> We're headed on thank to you, play for some invitation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't know how God's speaking to you tonight. But if he is, sure invitations. Brother Rick, come stand here in front of the church. I ask you to stand all over the auditorium tonight. Thank you, Lord. Boy, well, I've heard it's been a great week. Been on the mountain. But the inevitable is going to happen, Rick. Right. Valley's coming up. Yes, sir. I hope you picked up something that'll help you. Oh my! Thank you. You find yourself in some old valley. Thank it's you. dark outside. Amen. You just go ahead and shout over the fact, knowing you've got a father looking your way. Right. Rejoice over the fact a lamb got here, boy. Your place and hide in your stead. Keep you out of hell. Right. Anybody appreciated enough?